Welcome to No Hope, the podcast. Uruguayan rugby players eating each other's ass. Hello, everyone. Hello. Welcome back. Beautiful people that might be returning once again. Are you there, To No Hope. It's me, Scott Schneider. And 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 Tim Amiller. And we are No Hope, the podcast. Outcasts in in the the arts. That was really slow. Um, you don't have to do that because know, we have that we Midler singer. We got it. We got it. We, we didn't um, do it la- the last couple of episodes, so I feel. I also had a a realization as oh. I've been listening because, as we might have mentioned before, one of the things we talked about for season two was having more people on, yeah, which having we more have guests, which we have definitely mission. done. Mm-hmm. But. I did realize that we changed the format that we established what? in season one. We changed the format and I wasn't told? Well, I think, it, we I think it just happened. Like, okay. you, it used to be that when we had a guest yeah. that we knew had, a, you know, a pretty sizable mm. resume or, or um, experiential uh, career. Okay. That we would divide that automatically into two episodes and we would talk about two musicals. And so we would divide both their career and the (laughs) musicals. And I realized Mm -hmm. after listening to Hans um, in episode 38 that we stopped doing that. Is that a problem? Well, I don't know. These things are organic. You know, it's like... you you, you start they, doing what's not working, and you. But are they organic, or should we? Uh, what I'm saying is maybe we should have a moment of reflection and make sure okay. that we are I proceeding that in the this right philosophical way. conversation about the direction of the podcast on the podcast. But I think know. that I think it's important <laughs> that people understand what we go through to give them the the listening <laughs> the experience, experience that they're getting. That, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Well, it's not be, all sunshine yeah. and roses back here. You well, know? we uh, we have back today, uh, busy Coy. Uh, we do recurring have busy Coy. guest. So, speaking of like understanding how the sauce gets made, we're gonna be making some more sauce among the three of us. Hi, Hi busy. busy. Hi, guys. I I don't know how to make any sauce. <laughs> oh, you do now. <laughs> Wait, do you eat jarred supermarket sauce? Uh, it's so funny because for a period of time, yes, I was a jarred supermarket sauce person because yeah. that's what I grew up with in yeah. um, the suburbs of Rochester, New York. However, then I went through an opposite period of time where I swung to the okay. other side of the spectrum and I was like, I can only eat sauce if I have made it or, you know, I'm at a restaurant or something. <laughs> From tomatoes at the farm. And then I was just like all. putting way too much pressure on yeah. myself to like have to make sauce yeah. every time. I was like, oh, this is why they put sauce in the jars because it takes fucking forever. To be fair, yes. I grew up, I'm from the Midwest, as in, so uh, we grew up big time on jarred sauce. It wasn't until, like, essentially marrying an Italian that, I mean, it, so, you know, if left to my own devices, you know, it would be, you know, uh, Chef Boyardee up in here. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think Busy's right. You, sometimes you, the, the sauce in the jar makes sense. Mm-hmm. And sometimes. You, gotta, you gotta pick and choose. Yeah. Yeah, because life is fucking busy. Yeah. S- sorry, I didn't mean to. That wasn't. I sorry, wasn't. I've got to go. Um, <laughs> I'll 
I'll have my lawyer call you and uh, figure out the details about the remnants of this episode that will fall on the cutting room floor. There I go with my hacking cough. I am getting, dear listeners, I'm getting over a head slash chest cold. I'm rotting from the inside, essentially. Well, Uh, that's been happening for more than also having a dental situation. I was just telling Tim that my temporary crown that I'm getting it just fell out. So yeah, I'm rotting basically. Oh no. We are both going through, through major it. dental situations. I, I had a three fucking hour dental appointment on Wednesday yeah. morning. Wow. That was following a one hour dental appointment on Tuesday afternoon. What's going on? No, Monday afternoon. Sorry. We both. So, I mean, it's all the same, the same time. Same shit, situation. basically. You know, I, I, I chipped a crown. Mm. It had to be replaced. It, you know, there's just like all of this. Yeah. It's so it's but, so fun, but yeah, really. aging is fun. Uh, but we're gonna distract ourselves from rotting are, in the are. inside. The fact that we're rotting, um, and we're gonna like talk about musical but theater wait, and other. Fun we stuff. are, oh, oh, we are. What? But I have a few quick, very quick things. I first for a few quick rewinds. Okay, it's <gasps> not. This is not going to be a long rewind. segment. No, this, this is, is not going to be a long section. <laughs> But also, you don't have to do that because we have a sound cue. Rewind. Yeah, Scott. For some reason, I'm just taking now over. I'm taking that over everything. He has to do the sound cue before the sound cue. <laughs> so I don't know exactly why that is, but it has been happening pretty it's, consistently. It's his now, control so. issues, well, I think. It, it is. is. It, it is. is. I just I can't let go. So all, um. all there are three. Wait. Four four things, and okay. all of them are a follow up to the shit show episode that that Schneider was referring to <laughs> earlier regarding Greece, because we spent probably like an hour and a half, I would say, ish. Right, that was a pretty lengthy episode. We talked to Michael a bit at the top. I don't know. I was we in started a full talking about Greece spiral with we, the construction. We just had a lot to say about Greece. There's mm. a lot to say about Greece. I remember, and there's a couple of things trashing that we found Rosie, out. I vaguely remember trashing Rosie O'Donnell. So I'm waiting for that lawsuit. Well, also. he was in a really foul mood. Yeah, so the episode not. is particularly nasty <laughs> from his perspective. Um, uh, but one of the things that we were trying to figure out was. You know, Greece didn't win a mm. single Tony. Busy. Yeah. Did you know that? I didn't know it was nominated. Oh, <laughs> well then. Apparently, you didn't think that it deserved to be nominated. Are you talking about yeah, the original was, production? I'm talking or about the, the revival? original production, which was, I think, seventy-two. Yeah. I believe it's nineteen seventy-two. I mean, I'm not surprised to hear that. It it surprised me because I'm like, look at what an, uh, an enduring musical this ha- this be, you know has become. But I don't think that happened the, until later, right? Until it, it until it became available as a high school theater production. <laughs> well, yes, and also after the film. Right. I mean, really, right. that was yeah. the thing that exploded it. But it was nominated for, I believe, seven oh. Tonys. Well, it's an honor just to be nominated. In 1972. Oh, really? <laughs> guys, and, guys! Imagine if any of us were nominated for oh, any well, marginal Tony Award. There are, yes, there yes. are, or even know, any award ever. Few yeah. certainties in life, but it's I'm all, pretty certain I'm never going to be nominated. It's for how a Tony I would award. introduce myself to every person I met in the future. Tony Award, Tony nominated, nom- Tony nominated, Tony nominee, Busy Coy. Yes. Hi, I'm Busy Coy. I was nominated for a Tony Award. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. They're that's like, what you know. That's um, what our friend here's David your, did uh, for. Here's your McDonald's. You're like in the drive for. Uh, yes, thank yeah. you. I, actually, that was a large diet coke, and also I was nominated for a Tony Award. <laughs> yes, 
You know that David, <laughs> our friend that. David, was nominated for an Emmy oh for God, his work right. on yeah. Bubble Guppies. Yeah. Wait, yeah, Bubble Guppies, which was a Nickelodeon's children's show. I think it was animated, I believe. I'm not on. Well, obviously, it had to be animated. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> they think. They probably didn't have. Oh, they didn't. I've never watched the show, so I don't know why I said that. But, bad it's, making, but it's making me chuckle. But he was nominated for an Emmy for cast. I think for yeah, casting. Right, I think so. Oh. And Lord and he knows we heard enough he didn't about when it. it was a daytime <laughs> Emmy. But he did for the next probably two years. Busy, mm. not exaggerating. Do exactly what you're talking yeah. about. I, I mean, but know. he was at least doing it tongue in cheek. Like, I don't like, know though. If I was nominated for a daytime Emmy, I don't think I would tell anybody. <laughs> 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 yeah. So anyway, like Greece was nominated for seven Tonys. It did not win. We couldn't. Mm. We didn't know, of course, what did win that year. So this was the competition. Follies. Mm. No. Ain't Supposed Wonderful. to Die a Natural Death. The hell? And Two Gentlemen of Verona. So oh. there were four musicals nominated that, was a that musical? year. Two Gentlemen of Verona, Ain't Supposed to Die a Natural Death, Follies, hmm. and Grease. What, which one do you think I mean, I hope was, was the winner? I don't know. I feel like this is a trick question, though. I feel like it's not Follies. It's Who's not the... Grease. <laughs> I mean, Two Gentlemen of Verona? Yeah. You are correct. It was two Woo! fucking gentlemen of Verona, produced Confetti. by New York Shakespeare Festival, Joseph Papp. Wow. I now, who did the music <clears throat> to them? Original musical score. Mm-hmm. Greece was not even nominated in this category. They didn't like. But this is what's even more insane. Wait, wait, wait until you hear what were the nominations. Yes, please. Follies. Okay. Okay. Yeah, Ain't sure. supposed to die a natural death. Again. Two gentlemen of Verona okay. and Jesus Christ Superstar. Wait a minute. Which means was it was Wait, not what? nominated for, for best musical. Oh, well, it was yeah. nominated I mean, for original musical well. score. Can this just be the remainder of the episode? Because there's so much to talk about here. <laughs> I mean, and so what do you think won that category? Best score? Yeah. Yes. I'm I'm Two gentlemen of Verona. Nope. I'm going to say Follies. Follies. Follies won. Follies won that year. Okay, two more, two more. Now we're going. Now we're jumping ahead to the 1994 revival that you had that you had uh, oh, okay. mentioned. Busy. I mean, so, what was the competition for Greece that year? Because it also won nothing. Was this? It was in, in contention for with the other revivals. I assume revivals. Yeah. So that were I see. Th- those were Carousel, Damn oh. Yankees, and She Loves Me. Ooh, okay. I would say it's so, between Carousel and Damn Yankees. Was that the Audrey McDonald carousel? No. It I think it was. was. Okay, so it was either that or there was, I mean, who was the Damn Yankees that year? I can't remember. I don't oh, well, know. That was Victor Garber. Carousel? Was Damn Yankees. Carousel was yeah, the winner. That would have been my yep. guess. Guys, Lincoln I feel very smart. I was in fourth grade Ooh, in 1994, like and I knew what was going on. Yeah, I, kn- yeah. <laughs> I was not in fourth grade, so I better have known that. that what grade were you in, though, Schneider? You were in like, oh, you were still goodness. in high school, or were you uh, junior high? No, I was like, well, like ninth grade, maybe? Eighth grade, ninth grade, something like that. Okay. Yeah. 
Okay. Old enough and to remember. And finally, I just wanted to give a little bit of a shout out to Olivia Newton-John. We had talked about mm. Olivia Newton-John. This was her film debut. Um she was obviously bringing a lot of clout to the film mm. Greece. In some ways, at that moment in time, probably more than John Travolta was. I mean, he was a rising star, but he wasn't like, I mean, she was an international, she was internationally known in 78. Um, she was, bo- she's a dame. Did you know that? No. Yep. She's a dame. She was born in September dame of 1948. Olivia. There is nothing to, like a dame. You're supposed to address them with their first name. Olivia. You know that? She's, she's British Australian, singer, songwriter, actress, entrepreneur. Oh, wait. Busy, busy do you think that singer, she songwriter, insists actress, on being entrepreneur and activist? Do you think wait. she insists on being called dame when she's in the drive-thru at McDonald's? No, I think she's a lot classier than that. I think so too. I think she like, keeps it on the DL. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But she is a four-time Grammy Award winner whose chart career includes five U.S. number ones and another mm. top ten, sorry, and another ten top tens on Billboard's Hot 100 and two Billboard 200 number one albums, If You Love Me, Let You Let Me Know, which was in 74, and Have You Never Been Mellow, which was in 75, 11 of her singles and 14 of her albums, including two platinum and four Double platinum have been certified gold by the Recording Industry Association of America. She sold an estimated 120 million records, making her one of the best-selling music artists of all time. She's also a longtime activist for environmental and animal rights issues and has been an advocate for health awareness, becoming involved with various charities, health products, and fundraising efforts. Oh, what sort of health Um, products, I wonder. I don't know, but you know, she went, she like had a thigh uh, master or something. It is, um, how dare you insult the legacy of n- Suzanne Summers? <laughs> how dare you compare Olivia Newton John to Suzanne, Suzanne Summers, Summers? comes up with an astonishing frequency on this podcast. <clears throat> Tim, I'm anyway. just really impressed that you memorized all those facts about Olivia Newton John and didn't even I, look at the Wikipedia I, all page. All from just from I have memory. Ne- I never very look impressive. at the Wikipedia. So I impressed. Never the Wikipedia. Wikipedia. Never. I, basically, it's weird because, I mean, and then I realized <laughs> that I have actually written most of the Wikipedia pages. Oh, that, because- by the way, was from wikipedia okay <laughs> are you olivia newton john super fan like you know when i was I, reading off facts from like sandy duncan's uh super fan that had clearly written her wikipedia i i i was very 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 obsessed with olivia newton john hmm. probably a little bit before that because you know those two things that i mentioned the two early albums they were kind of more in the country mm-hmm. easy listening genre but then after Greece is when she really entered the pop charts and 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 had just you know you remember physical There's You yeah, remember? Sure. I mean, I I was I had every single mm-hmm. ca- uh, cassette tape of Olivia and John. Wow, how old are you? Through... All right, let's let's. let's <laughs> Sorry, yeah, we didn't change. get get which grade you were in in 1994, Tim. <laughs> let's do I, a was in, I was in. I was in my here. fifth year senior 
I'm in college. I was in my fifth my theater degree that took five years to get. Oh. That's what I. That's where I was. Wow, wow. sounds like it was really worth it. Um, <laughs> the one thing that I will say to my defense, though, is that I didn't mm. go to school the second semester of my freshman year. I dropped out because I was going to move to New York at the age of eighteen. Thank God I didn't. I probably wouldn't be alive today and having this conversation with both yeah, of you. So exactly. Um, so there we go. That's all I have to say Yay. about Greece and Olivia Newton-John. That was actually kind of fun. The um, the guess guess the who won the guess who won game. Yeah, that was a yeah. great rewind. Did you even play the musical sting? The what? The the rewind theme song. What do you mean? Well, what? Oh, sorry. I thought you said you had a rewind like theme song. We oh. do. Oh, well, it's not a I don't theme know. song. Theme but it's, a, song. it's a sound clip. It's a it's a little you know moment. Okay. Yeah. But we add that in post. Oh Z. God! Like, I feel like you... I just ruined the pod magic. Do you? Do we you... talked about the sauce. Send the sauce. Do you think Send that I'm home. supposed to have a goddamn trigger ready so that you know what it feels like? I mean, I feel like that would have been interesting for me as a as a guest to <laughs> so hear what the song looked sounded like what a, but uh what a, well at this point points. you know no i deal. think it's kind of like if 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 we come to your house no. we're not necessarily guests anymore uh, excuse me so um <laughs> well we've you know we've been there enough we've eaten your food we've drunk your wine <laughs> you've been to my house slept in your beds times? <laughs> is yes. that it really Twice. twice. I mean, I personally twice. Unless, yeah. You know. No, Tim has not. Tim has house. not come additional times. <laughs> yeah. We brought. We have another we project that we're really working on with amazing you. donuts. You are. Time, That's remember. so good. What? That you said you're working on a project without me. Yeah. No, I was talking to Scott. Oh. That you and I, got I are really, working on a project. I got real excited him. that I didn't yeah, have, I that like, I didn't have to participate in something. I was over talking, <laughs> screaming about donuts, and totally even missed Guys, that you were just, trying to like let's uh, just talk uh, over uh, each other. Yeah, makes for compelling listening. <laughs> Definitely <laughs> love it. We reward Scott and I. Go ahead. <laughs> we hey, reward we the, the listener who can make sense of three people speaking at one time. That's, Simultaneous. That's, that's separate our key conversations. audience. <laughs> Scott and I came oh, up I... with an idea, like, I think a couple of weekends ago yeah. that we were both very excited about. <laughs> and we were like, Busy is going to really like Wait, this idea. are you going to tell me? And we no, don't because unfortunately, neither of us can remember it. We <laughs> talked about it probably for 10 to 15 minutes. Mm. We were like, oh, this is this. It'll come It will at some point. You both, but yeah. you both have no recollection we of this. We both None. have no recollection. What, may like, I ask none. what substance you were using at the time? I mean, I mean I, that's I'm a fair question. Sure but we had no, just been we were just, yeah. you know, maybe there was like a gummy or something. Okay. But yeah. Wow, yeah. that's it. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Yeah, just mental decline. Wow. I was going to say, this is what happens. Well, last time we did, I did, we pitched you on Still Alice, remember, if you recall. Yes. Yes. Still Scott pitching Still Alice. Still Scott. Well, yeah. (laughs) And today, what's our our agenda? Today, we're going to pitch more. (gasps) Oh, wait, wait, wait. We are going to pitch more, but first we need, yeah, I completely forgot about the fact that you're back in New York. What? We want. We want to know. Yeah, things. we want some details. Like, when did you get back? How was the la- the final days of of uh, school? Did anything change? Were you still in lockdown? Did you have another seizure? Are you okay? <laughs> Are you going to get your health checked out? What What is going on? Give us all of the details. Oh, Were you sad? Did you cry when you left? 
Wow, Tim, this is... Let's start with that oh, one. Geez. You know, I think the best interviews are when you ask all the questions up yeah. front, yeah. and then I'll just yeah. like go through the ones Remember I want to answer. Great. Which is... Great. I, That's perfect. Honestly I think the last time Tim asked a barrage of questions, no, I he like said, that. what are I you, truly, my mom? I truly like that. No, my mom wouldn't be that curious. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you're back. So if you are just joining us, Busy Koi was in... Ireland in Dublin for nine months? Eight months. Six months. Eight months. Just long enough to have the baby and nobody know. (laughs) Secret baby. That's what I felt like when I was in Connecticut. It was nine months and there'd be times where I'd be walking and thinking like, oh my God, I could be having like a secret baby out here. Mm. Secret baby. Yeah, I hope my secret baby. That's a good good name for a short musical, (laughs) Secret Baby. I hope my secret baby doesn't listen to this podcast and figure out who their mother is. Oh my goodness! So you you had a secret baby, and then mm. were you sad when you left? Yeah. Uh no. Um, gosh, it feels like so long ago that I mm. was even there. Now I came back on, I think it was like May twenty sixth or twenty seventh. So I've actually been back for quite a bit now, but um, it feels like I mean, it feels like it almost like it never happened. It feels like mm. it was like I returned to Kansas, and. You know, it was a fever dream. Oz was yeah. all just a dream, um, but no, I was I was really ready to come home. Um, okay, it was. I mean, it was great, and I loved being there, and I loved the whole experience. But I was, you know, I was just ready. And the lockdown that we had been in almost perpetually Ugh. since I arrived for eight months was lifted to a certain extent in the last week that I was there. Uh, oh my god! So I was course. able to do one little <laughs> side trip. Um, to yeah. Galway, um, which was good. I was like, I need to go somewhere outside of Dublin one time before I go mm-hmm. home. Um, and it's funny because my parents were like, oh, you know, did you see this? Did you see? I'm like, I, you've seen more of Ireland than I have, you know, on their <laughs> whatever two week bus tour that they went on several years ago. Um, so they were, you know, they've seen more than I have at this point. But um, I was ready to come home, got home. It was kind of eerie, like flying. The airports were empty. Mm. The plane, I felt like I had like a private jet. There was nobody around me for rows and rows, which was perfect. And I was like, I will never go back to travel after the pandemic. I can't handle a crowded subway. I can't handle somebody sitting next to me on a plane and like our legs touching. Ew, I I was in my glory (laughs) on this empty Aer Lingus flight. Um. Yeah, and so I came home. Uh, I picked up my dog, who I was like, "Oh, maybe we'll have one of those like returning from you know returning from military duty, and your dog loves you." Videos where like you know people who haven't seen their dog in months and months come back, and their dog is like, "I love you," it's and like sprinting. Henry, like, but Henry was just like confused. He was just like, "I thought you were dead, and now you're back," and so he was very skeptical. He's like, "Maybe you're a ghost. Maybe you're real." It, he was just kind of, and then he was just like immediately like, okay, I guess you're okay. I guess you're here. But like, he didn't, he was not excited. That and was if, like a good question mark. Yeah. And if anything, I think, um, you know, my parents spoiled him rotten. So I mm. think he was like, oh no, got to go back to boring, busy land where there are not constant <laughs> treats and constant walks and life is a little more boring. Um, but he's, you know, he's got no choice because he's a dog. And that picture that you had on Instagram the other day of him on the rug. Aww. Oh, my God. He's so that. adorable. Oh, yes. He's so adorable. Yes. So now that I'm back at Camp Koi, I'm spending way too much money on, like, house stuff and, like, I don't know, stuff I don't need. Like, yeah, I bought a new rug and, like, I don't know. I'm just buying a bunch of shit for the house. I don't know. I'm just trying to, like, get my life back together, I guess. Mm. 
I feel and how is it going? Are you back in the swing? Are you working? Are you what about the program? Yeah. I guess is the program over or do you still have to, you know, what is what how is all of the Fulbright stuff going? So, um so I guess like the the Fulbright part is over because I'm home. You know, Fulbright is like, well, the part where you're overseas. But to finish my master's degree, which is was the point of my program and the scholarship that I received. I still have like a final dissertation project that I'm working mm. on this summer. There's basically like writing 20,000 words of my book for a, for a grade. Um, oh, well. So I am still working and writing in that regard. Um, but I don't have classes. You know, it's really just, okay. it's it's just like independent. It's work. independent at this point. So I'm just working on that. But then, yeah, freelancing is really kicked into high gear. Um, you know, theaters and venues are reopening sure. and like the oh, bu- yeah. business is inching back. So um, I've been quite busy with the freelance stuff, um, probably a little too much because this week in particular, I wrote like one word in my book that I'm supposed to be working on and just and. did a bunch of freelance work instead. And I was like, oh, no, I got to get back on the horse. <laughs> it's so hard. It's so hard to prioritize like your own projects. But Oh, for sure. You guys like the know. Thing that always gets. Uh, yeah. So I'm the queen of procrastination. So, but Until, yeah. Until, you know, Tim and I come, uh, come stumping on. There, I think there's no project. I, there's no project I would procrastinate on more than a Tim and Scott project. So, <laughs> if anything, I'm like, well, at least I'm making more progress than I did on Teach oh Me to Sing. God. I don't know. <laughs> Trigger. Triggering fair phrase there. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Okay, um, well, it's really good to see you, and so um, good. So and good. it's nice to hear that you're happy to be back, Very and that you're happy. not like, oh my god, I wish that I was still in Ireland. No, I'm so happy to be back. I mean, just the fact that like, it's we're just at a different stage of the pandemic over here. Like, yep. I mean, I know things are continuing to change and possibly get worse, Evolve, but like, yeah. you know, if I was still in Ireland, I don't, still don't think I would be vaccinated, and. Sure. There's oh, things yeah, are very right. progress seems a little slow over there. So just the fact that like people are not wearing masks and whatever and mm-hmm. it's like incredible progress and it just feels like everything is much more um I don't know, back to normal over here, although I know it's not back to normal, but it just right. the the feeling is drastically different. Like I was in like I said I was on this empty flight in a, in the empty Dublin airport. I got to JFK and it was as though there was no pandemic at all. It was right. like crowded. Totally. I mean, it was crowded. It people was... coming and going, like energy. It was like, oh, yeah. wow, people are living. Yeah. You know? When I got back from Connecticut, it was like the transition in that like week or two was insane because it was like I was living in like relative solitude. And then it was like a week or two after I came back, New York fully opened. And then I like boarded a domestic flight to visit family. And it was like, a sardine can jam-packed like crowded as as it's ever been and like you said it's just been like uh yeah it's been it, like it was like zero sixty was really the feeling yeah yeah it's, it's definitely weird an adjustment <clears throat> definitely an adjustment it's weird and it does it it's odd it's interesting to hear you say that it almost feels like that last eight months didn't happen in some mm. ways it feels like that last eight months didn't happen here too totally just, because it feels exactly the zero to 60 thing mm-hmm. uh, definitely um, describes my existence right now. But, but you know, all good things, all good things. And if the people who 
have chosen to follow oh God, whoever <laughs> and are going to be unvaccinated. If we got to lose a few, we lose a few. You know, that's Whoa. the way it goes. Wait, do you think so, do you think loyal listeners of your podcast yeah, exactly. are going to unsubscribe because we talked about vaccines? Absolutely. Really? No, I, I mean, I, I don't know. I, Fascinating. Oh no. I, don't I, so. I would seriously doubt it, wow. but you I know, think if loyal listeners podcast, is a pretty small. It's a it's an elite group, is what we call it. <laughs> it's an elite group. So, um, I would I would I would yeah no and not no definitely not, definitely not. But if they do, that's like wow, what a bunch, what a lot of power that you wield. <laughs> I'm not listening to this garbage anymore. I listen to him. <laughs> say a hundred way more offensive things but that's the thing that, that's that's, that, that's the, the thing final exactly that's mm. the thing i mean you've said yeah, yeah. We, we, we don't need to argue about who's more offensive everyone knows it's you yeah i mean i just um, feel like you know our listeners are really getting to understand the the, the real me yes that's all. <laughs> most definitely Warts and most all. definitely um, um so we do have yeah. We, this is we're going to basically um, each time that we speak we we speak we speak to you. We're hoping to do a segment that we are now calling pitching busy, pitching busy, busy busy busy. Yeah. So we have some more because, pitches. I mean, this is you know this is like art imitating life. I mean, guys, this melts my heart so much. First of all. <laughs> <laughs> that you asked me to be on your podcast more than once. Second of all, that you created this awesome segment, which was so much fun last time. And third Ooh, of God. all, that I, I that fun. you put my name in the name of the segment. I feel yeah. like now when I go to the McDonald's drive-thru, I'm going to be like, hi. <laughs> I, um, I have my hi, thousand piece chicken nugget, large fry, Diet Coke. Also, I'm Busy Koi from the podcast segment Pitching Busy. So, you know, you can throw a chocolate shake in there for free if you want. Wanted to, you know, no big deal. I love that it was like an aggressive thousand piece nugget. Oh, yeah. Never have enough nuggets. Gotta get your nugs. Oh, my goodness. They'd have to pull some like freezer. uh, You're gonna feed like everyone (laughs) around the lake. Nuggets for all. In a a two mile radius. These are just my nuggets, guys. Get your own nuggets. (laughs) Um,. All right, I'm ready. Also, I'm I ready. feel like you, we should maybe angle for a sponsorship, like Pitching Busy, sponsored by McDonald's. I don't know. <laughs> That's a great idea. That's a or good at idea. least at least McNuggets. Let's. Oh yes, uh, brought to you by. I'm gonna go to the McDonald's right here at, at uh, 181st Street and Perfect. pitch them. Pitch yeah. them. Yeah, I'd like to be. I'd like to it. be sponsored by just one franchise and not the whole <laughs> company. Right. But just like just one right, guy, the Washington Heights, the 181st Street McDonald's guy. Oh my goodness! Do you know there's like a walk-up window there? It's like the urban version of like a drive-through. That's yeah. I well, thought that was has an that urban always legend. been there. That's always has that always been there, been yeah. there or yeah. that's yeah, from that's the pandemic? Wow! Really? No, that's it's literally always been there because I always thought it was hilarious. Well, I never mm. walk into that McDonald's because no. the the main reason that I would ever walk into a McDonald's, I'm not saying that I won't occasionally have something from McDonald's, but the main reason is, is it lie. because of my fucking 
um, debit card, which oh. is from the what? Actors Federal Credit Union. Oh, right, because don't they just charge you a buck or something? The like only that? place that you can get for, that you can get you can withdraw money mm-hmm. for free is the McDonald's ATMs. <laughs> yeah. What? So I yeah, I isn't like, that bizarre? I feel like this Fun is facts. breaking news and like incredibly important. <laughs> it's only so bizarre. Oh, it's like it's a credit union. But then you have to go into a McDonald's, which could not be, uh, you know, a more capitalist sure. uh, horror show, quite frankly. <laughs> and that's where people in the union in, in equity and, and well, we got it from Blue, through Blue Man. Were you not there when that happened? No. They for a while they like extended the offer to like all of the employees. I feel like at Blue this Man, whole so thing I went. shady. Wait, you guys got it's, you got paid at Blue Man. <laughs> I thought it was just pro bono. <laughs> it was an. In, it was, what did you have like a two and a half year internship? <laughs> this is our intern. Oh, is that why I didn't see anything come through my direct deposit. <laughs> oh boy. Oh. Okay. 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 Focus so up. Here we here. So here we. Go. So again, uh, I'm focusing on like real because that's kind of our jam, like real things that have happened in life, like true life stories, because it's, you know, it's fun. And you want me to give you a thumbs up, green light. Yes, we're going to write this musical or a thumbs down, red light. This is the worst idea for a musical I've ever heard. And I've heard a lot but you ideas. need but you need to uh and you needed to explain your reasoning i think oh you need yeah but i need reasons i don't justify my decisions to anyone <laughs> just a gavel just a gavel well, I am just at shooting. least at least if you are into it maybe mm. you could offer us yeah. a couple of you know just scenes yeah. or settings or you know interactions oh, Pre- the no i pressure. want song yeah, yeah. all right you so know, the so first one i'm not sure I w- i'll be curious if you have seen this film but it's the 1990 because you were because you, you were not a, born yet uh it's 1990 love to throw in uh, how young i was in the exactly. 90s <laughs> you're like look at my skin oh, i'm so young uh the film is awakenings have you seen this film before it is Robin drama Williams based on British Robert neurologist Oliver Sacks' memoir of the same title about uh, his discovery of the beneficial effects of the drug L-Dopa, which he administered to catatonic patients who awakened, thus who the had title, Parkinson's disease. after decades of catatonic, catatonia. Yeah. So yeah, they were get, administered this drug. You know, at the beginning of the film, they're all sort of catatonic, uh, but the physician, who's played by Robin Williams... Uh, he works extensively with them, uh, and they were individuals who survived the 1917 to 28 epidemic of encephalitis lethargica. Uh, and the physician discovers that there's certain stimuli that will reach beyond the patient's respective catatonic states, uh, so they could like catch a ball or hear familiar music or somehow like register that they're being called by their name. Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. So he attends this lecture, hears about this L-dopa drug that was um, successful for Parkinson's disease. Oh, sorry, and thinks, I fucked that up earlier. Yeah. I, it was they did not. It have was Parkinson's. originally developed for Parkinson's. Sorry, uh, yes. He believed the drug would be a breakthrough for this group of patients. Um, so does a trial run with one patient who is played by Robert De Niro, uh, and he's the first to sort of like awaken. Uh, but then. 
of course, things don't particularly uh, go well. Uh, the patients ultimately, so the, eventually a whole group of them are given this drug and they all sort of like come to life. They come back to normal, uh, but then they regress. And so it's like this decline. After and, a period of time, the drug is no longer effective yeah. and they and they fall yes. back into their catatonic states. states and busy, end, which is let me tell you, it is so one depressing. of the most <laughs> fucking devastating things yeah. you've ever seen i kind of want to re-cried for like yeah. 45 minutes after the film i haven't was seen over. it since it came back but it got a lot of accolades and i kind of want to re-watch it now that i was like pitching this i actually didn't realize i think when i saw the film that this was like a real thing that happened i mean obviously they like embellished it but this was actually like you know based on a non-fiction book um, so Oliver yeah. Sacks, have you have either of you read any Oliver Sacks? Because he happens to be probably my favorite nonfiction writer. No, he, but I really he's a read neurologist. This now. He is a brilliant neurologist. Unfortunately, he passed away a few years ago. But he's written um, probably ten ish books. Hmm. He wrote an amazing book called Seeing Voices that is about uh, deafness and and uh, which is a broken into two parts there's a history of deafness and then also hmm. all of these different neurological um sort of anomalies associated with deafness he's, and he's written a, but he's a physician he, he's a neurologist he, yeah a physician and neurologist but he works skilled with skilled writer he works he's an incredibly skilled writer wow he he wrote um uh some it's something uh, an anthropologist on mars uh, he wrote uh, The Man Who Mistook His Wife for a Hat. So both of those <laughs> books are studies. They are like probably nine chapters about these incredibly bizarre, well, not not incredibly bizarre necessarily, uh, anomalies, neurological anomalies. I just read, just finished a few weeks ago, this book called Hallucinations, which is about um, all of the, uh, the the neurological ways that we can hallucinate without being you know, crazy, without having some sort of mental illness. Uh, hmm. It's 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 he's a great writer it's so easy and accessible and you learn all of this shit i have not read this book because oh. this movie was so devastating to me <laughs> like i was like i never want to watch it again but i yeah. do want to read it now that we're talking about it because um i i would be curious to see like you like if they did really embellish it if they yeah, did yeah, yeah, change yeah. things or yeah. if it's just yeah. really that's what happened because it feels like i mean he's he references it occasionally in other books yeah, which makes me think that um, he was probably. I mean, who knows? I, I, I don't want to. Well, yeah. So this is anymore, so we're pitching this. He's as a, a great piece writer. Of musical theater. So and nothing is more compelling on stage than motionless, non-speaking, non-singing actors. So I was like, okay, if I'm going to do this, how do we deal with the catatonic element? So I was kind of thinking, this is my pitch: is that we like make this like a Deaf West theater production. We double cast Ooh. all the patients. So at the beginning and the end, they're like internal shadow <gasps> self person is doing the singing. Um, that just and then when they, can, yeah, and when can, they, so Michael Arden then, and Andy Mientis yep, will do this. They will. And then when they oh, awaken, amazing. then the two actors can sort of like be in sync, like, you know, doing things. And then they regress. Like the music will be... I was like, just fire me from this. Let's get Duncan Sheik. Let's do like a full Spring Awakening type moment. Um, mm, I was I like, we should who... work together on that. I think <laughs> we should work together. What do you mean? He's not. Oh, always, he's and... not. He's not always like you know. No, I, I don't think he's a he's a, a hundred or a ten or whatever you want to say. Mm, okay. He's written some good stuff. Okay, but I mean, so have you. And now Look for the that. Ro- I gave you a now compliment. casting because I want to think about casting the Robin Williams character. 
sensitive. <laughs> I was thinking Mandy Patinkin. Just kidding. I mean, I it think would it's be a, a good I role think it's a, I always think Mandy Patinkin is a strong choice. <laughs> How about Nathan Lane? <laughs> Uh, I mean, that's definitely in a sort of Robin Williams take. I actually was thinking the 2021 version would be Ben Platt. I was going to say, who's the new Nathan Lane? Like, is Ben Platt? I don't think Ben Platt's that funny. That's a good question. Who's the new Nathan Lane? That's a good question. Who is the new Nathan Lane? Is it Michael Urey? Is it? Oh. I don't know. Michael Urey is very interesting. That's a very interesting actor. Huh. Always just sit on and that. he, yeah, and I've seen him. He sings, yeah, yeah. He sings. I'm here yeah. for that. Get him on the horn. Now I was, I had bigger trouble with the De Niro character. All I could come up with was, was Lin Manuel. Oh, interesting. Yeah, because he's so, like, it's very physical. You know, he's when they start regressing, he like he gets like physical. Tics mm, you need, you need stuff. a, you need a better dancer then. Yeah, you need, yeah. you need a movement also, person. And also, mm. no, no on Lin-Manuel. No, not on stage. <laughs> I kind of threw not that Not on like, stage. Get a, um, no, oh, no. That part in The Heights, we just watched In The Heights last Sunday, oh. and I'm just like, oh, my God. It's hotter than the islands are today. And Mr. Softy's trying to shut me down. But I keep scraping by till I can say... I run this town Piragua, Piragua Keep scraping my Piragua Piragua, Piragua Why? Did you watch? Why? (laughs) (laughs) I feel you. Uh, Have you watched that yet? Me? Yes, yes, I saw it in the Heights, yes. Yeah. yeah, I saw it on. I saw it near the end of its run too. Like, wait, I mean, it was it was nearly closing. Um, okay. And I enjoyed. Oh, I enjoyed it a lot. I don't even remember who was in the cast. Um, Anthony uh, Ramos. Well, uh, uh, Daphne Rubin. Daphne Rubin Vega. Oh no, I, I mean, didn't know she was even going to be in it. I don't remember who was in the. Oh, Broadway you're talking cast. about the actual stage. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, sorry, sorry, I'm sorry, sorry, about the sorry, stage sorry. Show. Um, but Fair then, enough. but then, yeah. The, I enjoyed the. I didn't remember enough of the show to like mm. the whole. The whole movie surprised me still because it's been so long since I've seen the musical. Um, but I enjoyed it. I don't know. I was, so what do you think about... I, was, um, I didn't love all sorry, of it, but... No, I was just yeah. going to say, yeah. I mean, Awakenings, is this is new information for you, oh, it seems like. I've never but what, heard of this because I was in mm-hmm. kindergarten in 1990. <laughs> um, but... It sounds. My first impressions are it sounds incredibly depressing. However, it could be. Oh, it, yeah. it, could, it could be amazing Tony Award bait, but probably commercially oh. unsuccessful because the tourists sure. are not going to want to go see it. Oh no! But we'll have a life with like, um, you know, it'll be a it'll be a cult favorite in terms of it'll be dark and weird. And I feel like you could do so much stagecraft with like what is going on in their heads while they're in the coma. And I feel mm-hmm. like you could do so much. It, it reminds me of like if if you like took the emotional interiority of next to normal and did something mm. cool with it stagecraft wise, a la, I don't know, Lion King. Like you could do something really amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like yeah. it would be totally outside the box and fantastic. Um it sounds incredibly depressing. Also, I would like to know what is the, the drug that you give me to make me go into the coma? Because <laughs> I would yeah, like the I would like that, please. I think you need Sl- to catch encephalitis lethargica. 
Yeah. I think it's a yeah. it's a bacterial How hard could that be? disease, like, right? Like a subway pole or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Scott, Maybe I've done do that, and I'm still okay. <laughs> <laughs> so there's an incredibly... So first of all, I will say, yes, ultimately depressing, but... Yeah. The end of the first mm. act, when those fucking 20 people get oh. out of their wheelchairs <gasps> and start oh God. moving I'm and dancing, chills. you would literally and be you on your fucking feet sobbing. Like sobbing in, in the happy way, right? Yeah. That's the thing that's so weird about the movie. And yeah. there's this iconic moment like, when boom. Oliver... Yeah, and then act two, you probably just don't come back. But as long as we got you in the seat, <laughs> then we're fine. But there's something... But there's, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. There's an iconic moment when he's first, uh, sorry, before he starts giving them the drug that Robin Williams throws this red red ball at a catatonic Mm. Robert De Niro and he catches it. So he realizes because of this. That would work really well on stage. Yeah, that he realizes that something that there is. Like in, there is input. Brain the input is happening, happening. and it, mm-hmm. but that this is something before that because this was in the yeah the seventies, right? Yes. No, sixty nine. Oh, okay. That I love they that they didn't said. know. They oh. didn't have MRIs. This is early, early stuff. So this was like groundbreaking. I mean, this was Oliver Sacks. I think this was his first book. Yeah. And he, um, yeah. So it would. There are a lot of really amazing, happy and joyous moments yeah. and then in that last slide boy is Oof. it just gets although i yeah, will say i was dark. reading it was interesting uh in 1982 so this was later sex wrote i have become much more optimistic than when i originally wrote awakenings for there has been a significant number of patients who following the vasectitudes of their first years on l-dopa came to do and still do extremely well such patients have undergone an enduring awakening and enjoy possibilities of life which had been impossible unthinkable before the coming of that drug so that was surprising to me. it's so cur- that's not how things end it's so film. curious to me the fact that once you awake from a coma you can go back into mm-hmm. the... Con- like, that's... Th- I didn't know that that was a thing. Like, it's yeah, like... Yeah, apparently it was like a temporary effect of this drug, and it didn't even matter if they, wild. like, upped the dosage or yeah, anything. Yeah. It just... They were trying yeah. to combat the yeah. decline, and they, they couldn't. You know what I would love well, to do is have the the uh, the ending of this uh, with... I'd like to have it have, you know, where we have the sort of depressing decline of what's happening but at the same time i feel like there could be i don't know maybe it's stupid but like what if what if this what if this coma world that they all live in is much better than the world we actually live in <laughs> oh my god and, Ooh, exp- and, and the, the ending of it is they yeah. all get to return to this wonderful place where i don't know are their brains doing stuff are they living a where fantastic their teeth life? aren't rotting out of their heads I don't know, like me like, like the what if what if we like, like we think this weird internal yeah. utopia? What if we think this yeah. world is so great and what if it's not? What if there's more out there? Yeah. I don't know. It could be really interesting I love to explore that. thematically. Be, that could and that could that could make this more commercial busy. No, I mean, still no, we're not gonna get the tourists. Also at least we will we'll, yeah, we'll get people, you we know. We need some we maybe. need some big wild production number that <laughs> everybody thinks the show is gonna be about and then they get trapped into seeing this thing that's like <laughs> Very totally. intellectual and <laughs> it's going to be awakenings dark. on the uh, on the uh, Thanksgiving Day parade. Awakenings. It's like when Anne Bogart I'm puts herself specific in a in a, yeah. in, a, in a in in a mental asylum, right? You know, that oh, sort yeah. of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There, there um, does so have gonna, to be a tap number. Sorry, continue. Oh no, I was gonna. I'm I'm gonna pivot. I wish I could say the next one is less depressing. Why do you do this? We're, you know, because it's our jam. It's, it's no, no hope. hope. 
Exactly. Uh, I mean, maybe I'm going to throw in an, uh, a fun one here, but the next one, I feel like maybe you will know this one. But okay, this knows. is fiction, though, just for the record. So you've what? actually broken the rule. Oh. Wait, which one are no, you going to... No, I haven't. Oh, sorry. Never the mind. next one... Tim likes don't, to just throw... Don't. Tim likes to just come for fuck me, up Tim. the beginning of each pitch. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'll That's do. Exactly. That's what I'll do. That's your role this here. That's your role. Just fuck oh, it up, Tim. Oh, my God. Exhausting. I quit the podcast right now. So the next one is Silkwood. Oh, 1983 okay. film yeah, directed Silkwood. by Mike Nichols, starring Meryl Streep, Cher, and Kurt Russell. The screenplay by Nora Ephron and Alice Arlen was inspired by the life of Karen Silkwood. Silkwood was a nuclear whistleblower and a labor union activist who died in a car collision while investigating alleged wrongdoing at the her Mickey plutonium plant where she worked. Um, thoughts? Any initial? I feel like this has so much contemporary resonance when you think about like um, union efforts right now. You think Mm. about the Amazon warehouses. You think about like there's so like you could set this in a very modern way or you could set it in the historical period and still have it resonate with all of those themes. Um, What if you did what if you did um, Silkwood meets Norma Ray? What if they're both characters <laughs> in the same musical? Oh, yeah, they're just like. Wait, wait. Lot. What if it's what if it's Silkwood versus Norma Ray? <laughs> <laughs> yes, like King Kong like versus King Kong Godzilla. Versus Godzilla. Godzilla. A battle exactly. for a battle for workers' rights. Who will yeah. triumph? Who will who will become the labor leader? This also makes me think of like Nomadland and like um, mm, yeah. You know, this is just a very relevant story. What is the musical version of it? I'm not sure. Yeah. How? Who plays? Who do you have in the Meryl Streep role? Oh, I think Meryl Streep will reprise her role. <laughs> She's like, Mer- if I can do ABBA, nothing, I can do. There's it. nothing Meryl loves more than eight shows a week. Um, right, exactly. <laughs> I'm sure she's free. She's, she's a, available. She's available. She's tech's avail. Oh um, my god. Let's. I mean, in my in my mind, the perfect person would be Marin Mazzi, alas. Oh, see now, yeah, I was gonna her. say, I I see it as a younger role. No, she's anyway. young. Yeah, she's like in. She's oh, well, like that's thirty. True. That's I think. True. I mean, Ish. I could see a Jesse Mueller. Um, I could see sort of a quirky younger leading lady kind of role. Hmm. Um, I think that's actually the perfect casting, and you should have reacted better. Um, yeah, sorry. <laughs> I'm scratching my head about I'm a huge fan of Justin. Yeah. Oh, you're not? Oh, Dish, tell me everything. I know. Um, um, and there's not really much to tell. Wow, I can tell it's serious if you won't actually say it out. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, my goodness. Um, I'm... I, funny? Is it dark? I mean, obviously, it's probably dark, but, like, no. is there... I mean, what is... What is the production number? You know, it's like it's got to be it's like interesting. The, it's, the, it's the Bjork uh, that we talked yeah, about. I mean, oh. the dark, the, maybe the, a little the because Bjork the factory, the, the factory, the, the obviously the Industrial. nuclear. Um, yeah. What is it called? What the do you nuclear mean? the power plant? <laughs> yeah. That's the word okay. I'm looking yeah, for. Yeah, yeah. The okay. nuclear oh. power plant has to be a character because yes. when those alarms go off is this gonna yeah. be... and she gets sprayed down i mean that is intense is this brechtian is oh, it the like shower it oh my are, God, we, the sh- are we confronting like... the audience through the fourth wall like oh this sounds very this sounds very we're gonna have water on stage i mean so also shower. This sounds a... she's taking really the non-commercial this is gonna be very yeah. pretentious aggressively Guys, non-commercial honestly i have i have to give this one a thumbs down uh, 
Okay, that's fair. Like I've indulged this it long enough. This seems like a hard sell. I don't think. But, but do wait you think a second. No. Do you think we could get Cher though? Oh, absolutely. She's available. <laughs> but wonderful one thing, but Schneider, you put down, which I think this is interesting. Oh God, music will be like eighties American oh, yeah. pop, like that. That was angle, my selling. Maybe we, like There's... Bruce Springsteen. So you're going to do the American John Mellencamp. Do the American Psycho treatment to yeah. Oh, that's also Duncan Cheek. Oh, sorry, Tim. December slides into January, which mutates into February, which creeps towards March. There is a theory that obliterating Paul might have satisfied something, but no, no. I've continued to have intense dreams about vivisection. My nightly bloodlust continues to overflow. Hey, pretty girl, do you wanna dance? Do you wanna get lucky? Well, this is your chance. Yeah. Little Pat Benatar, yep. maybe where really? it's gonna be fist fist pumping, mm. pro union anthems. Wow, huh? Pro labor. I mean, pro workers' rights. I could see a version of this that if it was gonna be more commercial, that would be a little more Urinetown. Yeah. Okay. A little, How so? a little more um, tongue in cheek dystopian future. Mm. Kind of with so uh, with broader broader characters and more yeah. fun, but a very you know, I don't know. It would be. It would be more. It would have to be more fictionalized, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. Interesting. But nobody's coming to see. I'm. This. I mean, guys. Frankly, I'm not coming to see it. <laughs> but it's a but great you're idea. It. You're like, if the check. But I'm clear, writing it. So but it's like. I gotta open. It guys, if there's <laughs> ever it. a check involved, I will change my tune. <laughs> right. Exactly. Like, I'll go to one tech rehearsal. If you ever sent me a check. Um, yeah. Uh, all right, we got to keep going here. This is fantastic. So one, like, I love got... these guys. Okay, good. I'm glad. I'm glad. Yeah, yeah. Um, the next one I have put together is a cannibalism double bill. <gasps> the first act is going to be based. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> quick, Tim, I don't need fuck, to know anything Tim else. fuck it up first. I don't need anything else. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, uh, see, you can't what even about do that, it right. What about that South Park cannibal musical? Oh, that is it fucking it up. There we go. Okay. I did fuck it you up. You did, did fuck it up. Right, Scott, if you can see my face right Scott, now. Scott, pitch me, pitch me. Oh my goodness. Okay, so Act One. <laughs> I'm laughing to him. Uh, act One is based on the Donner Party. Okay. The Donner Party was a group of American pioneers who migrated to California in a wagon train from the Midwest. Delayed by a multitude of mishaps, they spent the winter of 1846-47 snowbound in the Sierra Nevada mountain range. Some of the migrants resorted to cannibalism mm-hmm. to survive, eating the bodies of those who had succumbed to starvation, sickness, and extreme cold. That is Act One. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be very bluegrass, country music vibe. I think. Uh, then curtain comes up on Act Two, and it is Alive, which is the 1993 survival drama film uh, based on the book Alive. So um, this is also a true story of the Andes. And they survivors. made a book. They, they made a book. They, they made, made a, a movie. This is uh, wasn't yeah, they made a movie. in this movie. Uh, that's a good question. I never I saw that. So. I, I don't I think know you're if right, I know though. this story. Uh, it's ba- uh, there was a Uruguayan uh, rugby team. Oh. Their plane crashed into the Andes Mountains yes. uh, on October 13th, 1972. Uh, the starving passengers decide to eat the flesh of their dead relatives and friends. Yes. Uh, so so after, I have to just interrupt with a t- slight tangent because okay. I was in college when this movie came out. And we also played a lot of cards and a bunch of people went to see this movie, but I did not go. I don't remember if I wasn't able to go or if I was like, I don't want to go. I'm not sure which one. I I don't remember. But then when we would play cards. You did want to go. I can tell you. you. You think so? 
I should have seen this movie. We yeah. would eat, sometimes we would eat just like graham crackers as a snack because, you know, we were college people and we didn't, we were poor. And I remember everyone who had gone to see the movie would be like, hey, uh-huh. they would call the graham crackers ass, like, because that's what we all said. Well, of course, you'd eat the ass first, right? Because that oh, would be have yeah. the most, it would be the easiest probably to get to. So we'd be like, hey, will you give me some of that ass? Oh, God. And then we would eat the graham crackers pretending that we were, uh, these Uruguayan rugby players um, eating each other's ass <laughs> behind, which sounds a lot dirtier now that I say it out oh, loud. But in the moment, sound. I don't even think that I knew what eating ass was other than this in this particular <laughs> oh context. I feel like the traditional definition of eating ass is a lot less terrifying than eating somebody's <laughs> human flesh. Like human flesh. Tim is yeah. like, I don't know. They're about the same. About the same. <laughs> So the pitch here is what I said, okay. the, but the, the time jump is going to be very like Sunday in the park. You know, it's like act one, okay. everything's happened. So what else could happen? It's a double cast. And then it's like, it, no, everybody, same of, actors yeah. play yeah. roles in act one. And, and who does Mandy Patinkin play? Uh, he's the first to die. Okay. He's, <laughs> he's is he the ass that they eat? <laughs> he's the first he's ass the eaten. Ass. He's the first ass that gets eaten. I'm a little bit struggling with what the music should sound like in Act Two, like the 1970s. I mean, I, like, it should sound like the 1970s, maybe. I think so, right? Maybe it's yeah. like that, that the 1870s to the 1970s. I don't know. Yeah. Um, this makes me think of. Well, first of all, you know, I'm fascinated by cannibalism. Um, Who isn't? I don't understand yet the connection between the first and second acts in terms of the story arc, but we'll get there in the writer's room. Um, This makes me think of, so you know Julie Taymor, the director of The Lion King, among many other things. Spider-Man. She did a, yeah, Spider-Man, Turn Off the Dark, classic. Um, She did, I believe it was in college, she was part of a production based on the Donner Party. What? And... Like as an actress in like drama school okay. or whatever, oh. and I've always like she played, and I've always thought that was so the... interesting. Like, what is... is this play, and what was it? And like, I, I'm sure it's lost to the ages, but I'm fascinated by that. Um, I think, oh, I think it's very interesting. I also think, I think somebody has done a Donner Party. Th- I don't know if it's a musical or what, but it there. I think somebody has done something similar. I would be shocked if that hasn't. Yeah, because it's such it's such a you know it's such a Ripe. gripping story, and I think I think even now the legend of what actually happened in the Donner Party is not even reflective of what actually happened to the Donner Party, like at least from things that I've heard, where they're like, actually this this didn't happen quite the way right. that we all believed it happened. The so lore so is to such. dispel some of the lore would be interesting mm-hmm. to find out what really happened. Um, also, if you like, oh, I don't want to say it. Never mind. I was going to say something, but I'm not no. going to say it. Oh. No, no, no. Oh, um, yeah. No, no, no. 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 There, ha- there are some lines that can't be crossed. Um, that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> like, of course they can. Ah, I, who's like the central character? Is it like the person that's who's deciding question. whether to eat human flesh or not? Probably. And th- or the person that has reservations. Yeah. I mean, there has that. to be, there has to be like, and there's the always people, somebody, that's the person who brings just, it up. Yeah. There's the person, well, the person, who, brings just, it, the person right who brings in. it up. Everybody's like, Gary, we know you said this before we even got on the plane. <laughs> exactly. Like Gary, you've been itching to cannibalize us. But then there's like a leader who, ha- or somebody who's the, the principal character who has to be like, yeah, we'll do it. And that's, that's like the turning point. Yeah. Interesting. Who makes the first yeah. cut. The, oh, interesting Ooh. a woman um guys like of, of more crucial the more crucial question is 
are there going to be themed drinks at intermission? <laughs> and if so, what are yeah, their names? What are their punny names? An April spritz. Is there a Bloody Mary? Is, I mean, yeah. oh, we could do a Bloody. Yeah. Well, bloody, if one bloody, of the characters' name is Gary, yeah, yeah, Bloody yeah, Gary, I like bloody that. that could be good. Abril like Spritz that. is also a great choice. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd have to call that but the. We have to you'd have to call it. it like the aorta or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> and then we can have instead of you know we'll sell us too. Yeah, I mean, they'll be like, like, like similar to like like the it'll Sweeney like, Todd. It'll be like it'll be like beef jerky, but 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 not quite as. Solidified. It'll be a little bit like a little wet, you know, wet jerky, a little wet, a little like wet jerky. You know, I think if you leaned into the camp factor on this, there might be something. You couldn't take it too seriously, though. To Tim's point, though, like this is kind of been the. Uh, the Trey Parker of South Park right. and Book of Mormon did uh, Cannibal the Musical. Now that I'm a trapper, I'm the meanest guy around. Second meanest! The blood of a fresh-cut world and is as sweet as brandy wine. And the brain of an antelope tastes like cantaloupe. What a yummy life. Yo-ho! Yo-ho! Rip their fur, cut their eyes out with my knife. Yo-ho! I mean, there's also Sweeney Todd, you know. And there's Sweeney Todd. But but there's, you could do something with this. I think the musical, the the, like old timey musical kind of vibe would set it apart. I like the old timey. I like the old timey. Well, like you said, if it's kind of twangy, kind of frontier Mm -hmm. kind of thing. Yeah, like bluegrass. Also, I, I don't know if this is true. I'm just conjecturing. But like, was the Donner Party, were they like... I don't know. Were they like co- trying to colonize the West? Like, are we happy they died? I don't know. I don't know what happens. <laughs> well, they were just trying to make a better life for okay. themselves. Oh, yeah. I don't know. But I, it's funny. Uh, um, my favorite murderer, that's how like I recently, because they yeah. did an episode that I listened to within the last year about the Donner Party. Oh. And I didn't, I feel like I had kind of known it, but I didn't really know very much of it. And the truth is, is that because they were found so like they had been dead for mm. some time. So they, they don't really know what happened. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, it was a very bizarre, obviously a very bizarre scene to come upon back in that like day. I'm sure at any school. day, but wow. Well, I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it a tentative green light. Okay. Yes. Great. So we right. can, we can have, we can have further exploratory oh conversations. Is this it. next one? I guess you it, do the one well, right no, we, I would say we have to, for our listeners who, you know, our three listeners, we should at least say that we have our own cannibalism musical under our belt, which oh. was called an award, an award winning, an, an award winning, winning fresh fruit festival. Musical. I tell people on the McDonald's drive through <laughs> that. Uh, I would only tell the Burger I King drive through about this one. <laughs> BK, Taco Bell. I say we have a one-act award from the Fresh Fruit Festival, and also I would like a gordita. Ooh, cheesy gordita um, crunch, please. Right? Uh, so, yeah, we we have our little consensual cannibalism. It is. Musical. It's a different thing. That Tim wore me down over the consensual over 10 years. cannibalism is different than non-consensual cannibalism. And what's the, what's the two-sentence uh, summary of that, Tim? What happened? What is that about? The German man who found his equal. One person wanted to be slaughtered and eaten, and the other wanted to slaughter and eat. And isn't that true, love? It's okay if you're just into talk. 
Better still to walk the walk. Find a friend that validates you. What is it that titillates you? First-timer tips for setting up a human spit rose. Will two average-sized women feed a feast of 15? Preparing flesh. What's your favorite way? And why? Bake, grill, or saute. Know your risks when you go raw. Click here. That uh, is what else? I mean. What I else think can you it ask is for? true love. He consumed all of that man, w- save for either his liver oh or kidney. I mean, the liver would be like the one thing you think you actually could maybe eat. Like, what? <laughs> That's honestly, he, he, I know the story. We literally worked on this together, and I'm yeah. still shocked yeah. by it. Yeah. I know, unless people think like, oh, my God, what's wrong with you? I'm like, no, this actually happened. Like, yeah. we didn't even make this shit. Yeah, up. I mean, there is still uh, a lot wrong with us, but. And yeah. now <laughs> that man exactly. who is serving a very long time in a German prison has become a vegetarian <laughs> activist. Really? Did you not know that, Busy? Yeah. yeah that's a I didn't know he was Yoda. still alive. I didn't know about the vegetarian yeah. thing. He's wow. still alive. He's denounced. Nice. He has oh, denounced Koda. eating flesh. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so, that's fascinating. And this has was part of our uh, full length musical of fucked up real true life things called Monsters, which we have been developing uh, but for about exist. nine years now. <laughs> not that previously not that called long. All Fall Down. Not that long. Yeah. Nine years has it been? Nine yeah. years? I don't know. Has it been, it's wanna, been a while. I don't want to find out. The I don't want to okay. know either. Yeah. All right. Let's next not know. one uh, pivot is going to be a uh, tone pivot. Oh, good. The next one is a 2010. Nobody's listening anymore, by the way. (laughs) They turned it off at the 12th time we said cannibal. Checked out. Sorry. Uh, This is a 2010 romantic drama starring Julia Roberts based on an Elizabeth Gilbert memoir of the same name. Do you know what film is this? Is this Eat, is? Pray, Love? Yes. 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 <laughs> so if you don't know what this film is about, Elizabeth Gilbert had everything a modern woman is supposed to dream of having. A husband, a house, a successful career. But like so many others, she found herself lost, confused, and searching for what she really wanted in life. Newly divorced and at a crossroads, she steps out of her comfort zone, risking everything to change her life, embarking on a journey around the world. It becomes, becomes a quest for self-discovery. In her travels, she discovers the true pleasure of nourishment by eating in Italy, the power of prayer in India, and finally and unexpectedly, the inner peace and balance of true love in Indonesia. Uh, Did you know that Ryan Murphy co-wrote and directed this film? No, but it doesn't surprise me. I did not know that. I was fascinated to find this out. Uh, Rolling Stone gave this one star out of four. Uh, In his review, Peter Travers referred to watching it as, quote, being trapped with a person of privilege who won't stop with the wine, wine, wine. Uh, The BBC's Mark Kermode uh, listed the film as fourth on his list of worst films of the year, saying, eat, pray, love, vomit. A film with the message that learning to love yourself is the greatest love of all, although I think the people who made that film love themselves rather too much. Okay, Um, I don't understand how this is convincing Busy that we should... Should make I'm this into a going musical. to get there. Scott knows that I like pitch, a challenge. Yes, <laughs> my pitch here. Oh wait, one last thing, just because I want to, because I'm nasty. Is marketers for the film created over 400 merchandising tie-ins. Products included Eat, Pray, Love themed jewelry, perfume, tea, gelato machines, an oversized Indonesian bench, 
prayer beads, and a bamboo window shade. The Home Shopping Network ran 72 straight hours of programming, featuring Eat, Pray, Love products around the time of the film's release. At the time, it was noted by several publications that hardly any of the actual products were actually featured in the film. So my pitch is we've go just, this is a commercial piece. We go full on pandering to tourists. We get, uh, you know, pop music balladeer Diane Warren to do the music, or maybe the army of songwriters that did Color Purple. And I'm thinking <laughs> Sutton Foster for the lead. And that is my pitch. Wow, that's pretty hard to say no to. And also, if I, I mean, I'm a sucker for a merch tie-in. If we're gonna make that good, good merch money, I mean, I am on board. We're gonna make just, that coin. I'm on board just for the merch stand money. Um, wow, Sutton Foster is an inspired choice for this. Yeah, um, who do you? But I, I struggled. It took me a while to get to Sutton. Well, no, because so you, you've got no, you need you choice. need a Broadway sweetheart type. Mm-hmm. You need a Julia you Roberts do. of Broadway, which is Sutton Foster. Yep. Also, who's the next Sutton Foster? Like, that's a great question. She's got to be out there. She's what is? She, hmm. I wonder who that is. Yeah. Um. I love that. And wow. Um. Maybe in a surprise twist in the third act, maybe she gets eaten by cannibals. Um. <laughs> I don't know. So once again, we uh, we know. get we get we it's a ruse. We get people in thinking they're gonna see something. I love I love the idea. Of, I love the idea of just making a big commercial blockbuster, yeah. familiar property, um, mm-hmm. name recognition, uh, female centered. Um, yeah, get, we can make some get that female chicken buying audience fifty five plus. Um, yeah, I kind of love that. Who's but the film flopped. I didn't even How see, are I we didn't going even see to the film. I don't think I, that it was. I I don't think that, I think it was a critical failure. But I don't know that it was a commercial. I mean, I didn't see oh, the movie, but up. I read the book, and I think a ton of women read the book. And probably sure. also yes, saw obviously. the movie. And like, oh God, even, that was, you know, yeah. I think, I think. Oh God, like the same with that. Like, remember that Reese Witherspoon one where she goes. Okay, now that one is fantastic. And that's wild. What is that one? Wild. Why? That yeah. one I never saw is that. incredible. And if you do get a chance to see it, do watch it. It's a great piece of filmmaking. And hmm. it's, it's pretty amazing. Oh, you're correct, Scott. Sorry. It was, it received mixed reviews according yeah. to Wikipedia, but was a financial success, grossing yeah. 204.6 million against a 60 million budget. Like people would go to this show. You know, you'll also have to get the author of the book, Elizabeth Gilbert, to co write the book of the musical. Oh, definitely. Totally. Get the name recognition in there for oh her. Oh my God, this would be such a garbage musical. Because then, like, when she's in the different countries, the music oh, is all like, specific yeah. to the country. Uh, no, yeah. no, 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 no. I don't, I don't. <laughs> I don't want to perpetuate like the cultural exoticism. <laughs> That's totally what it that would is be. Oh my tale. god! Like, awful. I don't want to perpetuate awful, that. Awful, awful. We have to find a way around I, it. I fucking love the fact that you just used that. I just had to write a response to a question about exoticism, appropriation, uh-huh. and yeah. decontextualization yeah, for like my appropriation for my um, my current class. And I don't think I had ever heard that word previously. Obviously, the other two I had, well, but not exotic. What did you say? Exotification. Yes. Exotification. Well, you are yes. a white or- man, so, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're so, like, What's we're going to so, get an all so white no it's a- male Tim, it's okay. production team uh, cast. Yes. It's going to be all men. And I'm cast. worse. I'm a white woman. <laughs> it's probably right, we're worse. Gonna, we're going to have. Oh we're going goodness. to have we're going to have um, uh, Liz played by a white 
cis straight man in drag. That <laughs> exactly. is going to be. That would be a choice. That's going to be choice. It. Wow. It's going to be like Tootsie with uh, that, but worse. You know. Wow. Now, if That's we did, bad. if we did, he pray That's love horrible. all in drag. I don't know. That would be kind of amazing. I mean, that's the like off off. Yeah, that's that's version. the not commercial. again. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to like, I'm trying to like quit my. Yeah, day we're just job, trying to pay some bills like, here. Uh, yeah, I think this yeah. will be a huge smash. I'll be ashamed to be associated with it for years to come. Fully. but I'm going to keep cashing those royalty checks. You better <laughs> believe it. Yes, free light. <laughs> ding 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 ding. Okay, I'm happy because we get you know we gotta finance the like dark shit you know that we. Do. Yeah, I'll justify it this any which our, way. Uh, <laughs> this is how we're doing that. Uh, I have just one I more. I love this, by the if, way. If you have it one, in you. I could do this all day. One more if you have it in you. I could do this okay, all good. day. So uh, this you will know immediately. This is uh, this is going to be our musical, potentially, if, if it's green lit. Oh, no. Uh, about the scandal that was the murder of Jean Benet Ramsey. Oh. Who, if you don't know this story, I'm sure i don't know what you're doing listening to this podcast but uh jamade ramsey uh was an american child beauty queen who was killed at the age of six in her family's home in boulder colorado and it was like a huge news story many documentaries have been made many things have been made about it uh i did see that somebody beat us to the punch though that there is a musical version of this which is opening this august of 2021. Tim, are you in involved hot- in this? <laughs> I wish to fucking God I was, but mm. sadly, no. It's in the Hollywood Fringe, which I didn't even know there was a Hollywood Fringe festival, but there is. Uh, the show graphic kind of looks like Carrie. It's like a pageant crown splattered with blood. Uh, I, I did watch the um, the like YouTube preview, and I think... We can maybe one up them. Uh, they rewrote lyrics to pre-existing Broadway songs, uh, so there's. It doesn't appear to me that there's original music uh, in the YouTube trailer. They used my favorite things from Sound of Music, uh, "Master of the House" from Les Mis, and "Don't Cry for Me" Argentina from Avida. Super campy. I, Super I, campy. I hate this so much. Yeah, so my pitch to you is we go the polar opposite. We do not go camp unless, uh, yeah, instead we go like super surreal and dark. Um, Jean Benet, she's going to be in every scene. Of, she's going to be played by an adult. She's going to be like haunting and watching over the living, kind of like the abducted and murder girl, the murdered girl from like the uh, the Lovely Bones, if you know that. Yes. Um I'm thinking Christian Chenoweth. Uh, <laughs> you said we're not going camp? Yeah, exactly. Well, that's how where did, I struggle. I think she has it in her. I think she has it you in her. You need Kelly O'Hara. Well, it was literally like I was like Sophie's choice to go back to uh, Meryl Streep between Kristen Chenoweth and Kelly O'Hara. So I can be, you know, I can be dissuaded from Kristen. Kristen Chenoweth um, would, would make a great pageant mom, though. Oh. She would. Oh, we can have them both. There you go. Solved. Solved. See? She can be the mother. Somebody should pay me Thank to be you. a producer. I'm sorry. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> they should. Absolutely. Did you see the Netflix documentary by chance a couple of years ago based on based on Jean Which Benet? one? The casting Jean Benet? Yes, yes. It was called Casting Jean Benet. Yes. Uh and it was it was made up of uh 
reconstructions of the murder's aftermath and the t- stories told by local actors as they audition for the roles in the reconstructions uh, for the show. It's like very meta. It's was like it interesting? Meta. Yeah. It's I odd. It is. Okay. I mean, what do you, what did you think? Busy? I mean, it feels like they started out trying to make a documentary that had reconstructions of Jean Benet, and then they just gave up and just interviewed the people who were act who were auditioning to play the parts <laughs> in the reconstructions. And while they had interesting things to say, because they were the townspeople, I believe, right from yeah. the town where this all happened, and they all had interesting things to say. Right, because there was like a Laramie. It was a little. Vibe to it, was it, a, it was like locals. Yeah, it was a little not thought through, and I mean, it was just like mm. it felt like an experimental kind of a documentary. It's not like the seminal documentary about this. The, the crime totally. but it yeah. was like a weird okay, little okay. window on it but you know tim uh, tim and scott my loves i i'm like so red light for for the jean benet musical oh. i feel like this story is so overdone i feel like people are mm. so obsessed with it and i feel like um i feel like every like it's been talked to death in my mind. It's so that every future project just feel like, how can it not feel exploitative? I don't know. It's just like this child died right. and oh, like well, everybody's trying to just yeah. make projects about it because we are all legitimately fascinated and it is a true mystery. Right. Because of the mystery right. aspect but like, of it. Yeah. That's why and, I think it's probably been so enduring because it's yeah. like, what happened? We want to know. Like there's the name yeah. recognition that would make it a successful fringe project, you know, but mm-hmm. like, right. I, I don't see, right. I don't see. I don't know. I just i i don't i don't see it. I don't see it for me. I I definitely see it uh, for you, Scott. Definitely. But um. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why I totally feel you on the exploitative aspect. And like watching just the clips of like the camp version, mm. I was like, well, it was like a toddler that died. Just like that's yeah, just I you describing like, it to me, I was like, I feel uncomfortable that this is, yeah, like that this. But is that's just, why I was thinking like, our line, approach. You know? Our approach would be like. Very different. I, yeah, like, yeah. No, I understand. It would be very different. But I don't know. I don't know. I feel with like... Kristen Chenoweth and Kelly O'Hara. I feel like I would say, like, we could create an original story that would be more... Allow us more playing... More room to play. I don't know if it wasn't, like, based on the the true story. Because then also, like, you have to, like, then decide, like, what do you think happened to her? And show it on stage. And it's like, that's... It would. This would be like teach me to sing. Like it would be like a ten which all teach me to sing to also makes me very uncomfortable. <laughs> this project uh, well, we've been working on collaboratively for a hundred yeah. years makes me incredibly uncomfortable. You're like, do you know what I don't want to do? Is sign up for another project that's like core story I, is like uncomfortable. But like, <clears throat> I I do think that's where that is our sweet spot. Though is like what what yeah. does make you uncomfortable? Like explore it. You know, that's I think that's yeah, part of yeah. why we pick the projects that we pick. But like, yeah, Jean yeah. is just. Ugh, overdone to me. Yeah, I so, agree. I agree. So rundown then. So I think so. In summary, what what do we got here? We've got awakenings. I think we had like a uh, yeah. cautious yeah. green light. Want to know more? Yeah. Exploratory. I, is it Tony? Like you said, Tony Bait. It's it's really. I will go like, back and say green light now. Now that I've heard the Jean okay. Benet pitch, I will green light awakening. <laughs> <laughs> and see, so where did you land with Silkwood again? Remind me. Um. Yes, I, I'm. I'm. I'm green lighting Silkwood. Yes. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Cannibalism double bill. Um, I think you. I, what did I say? Yes. I think I said yes. I think you were God, more intrigued by the Donner Party. I felt, uh, but I don't know. I don't know. Because because well, also there was a there was a specific musical angle. I feel like we don't know enough about Act Two. Yeah. Um, well, ditch it. Just do a one act. 
we could ditch it or we could i'm sure the donner party why don't we just do what um we could take the donner party and yeah. then do what girl from north country and just use bob dylan music <laughs> you know, we could- or or is there another artist in we're that gonna use vein? dolly parton music <laughs> you know it'd be great to do which we could probably couldn't do because the word would get out but like what if we made this you know like a musical set in the olden times a la a music man or a um uh, what's another one? Um, I'm thinking of another Sha-boopy. one. Sha-boopy. Sha-boopy. I'm gonna eat you now. But but um. halfway through, there's a twist, and you turn out it's the, you you realize it's the Donner Party musical, which you didn't know oh, going you in. You didn't know coming in, and that's in, the right, twist. Ooh. And the whole thing is, don't spoil the twist. Go in without knowing right, anything about right, it, right, right, and right. get the twist. And then it goes from this like Music Man style frontier trekking through the wilderness musical <laughs> to cannibal musical. I would love. I mean, that, that is like that I is my sweet spot, right? That. There, I love that because the beginning is the beginning totally is like is, Yeah, <laughs> I love that. We shall that. seek our fortune like, on the coast. Totally. I'm like, how fast can we start writing this? Uh, and then we eat, pray, love. We oh, want to like make our eat, rent. pray, love. Green, green, green. Bling, bling, bling. And I'm then, just seeing green and lights then, uh, and green dollars. That's yeah. Green dollars. <laughs> and then a hard no on Jean-Benet Ramsey. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna give it a hard pass. Yeah. Hard pass on. That's probably wise. Jean-Benet, may she rest in peace. That's probably wise. It's interesting oh if you God. died from can and were eaten in the 1700s. I'm okay with exploiting your tragedy for a musical, but if you <laughs> if you died under mysterious circumstances in the 1990s, it's just too soon. So it's like a well, t- it's exactly. timeline for you. Exactly. Ask me in a hundred years. I I understand that. Um, busy. Fe- it has been. Oh my God. Uh, such a such a good it's such a good it's such good it's so good it's to see you also oh, it's lovely yes, it to like see you. it's it, it, it would be so nice to have another moment in real life like maybe yeah. if we ever figure out what it is that we're working on next what is real life come anymore up and do a retreat um that's a good question that's i mean excellent it, question <laughs> i guess it's all just you know cameras and microphones isn't it really <gasps> do we live in the matrix this should be our musical Oh my god! I would love to write red the Matrix the musical. <laughs> red, red, to write Matrix the musical. Stop signs. Red Ooh. lights. I want to play. Oh my god, you, that um, would be a nightmare to stay. That would be a Spider-Man turn off the dark situation. Oh my god! Oh completely, completely. God, it would be amazing nightmare. if it worked. If it no. worked, well, what if you just? What if the audience sat in the center and was on a spinner <gasps> and then it moved? Let's put the audience like on a turntable for once. Let's anti, <laughs> exactly. let's opposite lame is this. <laughs> yes. I feel like that there's something there. There's something wow, there. Okay. I'm going to get started on the Donner, the surprise Donner party. Sur- oh, that's what it's called. Surprise the Donner party. <laughs> no, 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 no. The, guys, the musical is called Surprise Party. Oh. Yeah, that's great. And the party idea. is the Donner party. <laughs> is the Donner party, but you won't know yeah. that. And we can until do the we can do the, the Shapoopy one uh, when someone the, brings the knife yeah. out during the Thanksgiving Day parade. We'll do the Shapoopy. Yes, the during the Thanksgiving Day parade, we will do the Act One, <laughs> which is great because you know Thanksgiving. We'll do the Act One tearing meat off the, the bone. The Act One clogging no. number. We'll do. <laughs> oh God! I have to write a clogging number. Well, of course. Pretend it's a tap number. Oh my goodness, guys! Clogs that could be a liability. I think we're gonna have some broken ankles. I think there's something here. There's mm. definitely something here. There definitely <laughs> is. There's always something. Mm. Um, all right. Well. All right. All of you, 
wonderful people that have been listening, that are still listening, and will listen again. We thank you. We will be back. And we're, we you have know, if you're still with us, two I was going to say more episodes are, this season. Whoa. Can you believe it? We are like just, did you, just sprinting to the finish. Did you get line canceled here. or? <laughs> <laughs> yes, many times. I mean, we have been canceled. No, I'm more. I mean, by the so. podcast network. Yeah. No, <laughs> no, not yet. Not no, yet. we just, we, uh, um, we were looking in our crystal ball and like made sure that the podcast was labeled as explicit from the jump. Smart, so. smart. Yeah, but that like, doesn't mean we still couldn't get canceled. We yeah. can still get canceled. They're like, cannibalism. That's one too many. <laughs> one too many discussions about cannibalism. <laughs> All, right. All right. Thank you, Busy. Real. Until next time. Until next time. Ta-ta. Bye. There is no hope.